Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Vision Sunday um, is, is so important um, because it sets the tone for the year. It gets us to say, to restate some things and it gets us, gives us the opportunity to uh, say some fresh things. Today's the first day of our service time change. And, uh, and in fact, it's kind of representative of the fact that over, over the last few years, we have seen change after change in seeking to um, put, uh, put into action what God has asked us to do. Our first, uh, uh, the first time we declared uh, the vision in, in a form was back in, in 2014. And um, there we talked, I, I spoke about believing to be the kind of church that could influence a city and 10 cities, 10 cities north of us. And, and when I said that, it was because I, would, I believe I believe for a certain kind of Christian. I'm believing for a certain kind of, of person. Uh, I, I'm believing that, that, uh, that, that God is, is bringing to us people who genuinely want their lives to count for God. Not just people who are uh, living their life and asking God to bless it. But people who will say, Lord, here's my life. Use it for your glory. You understand the difference? There are those who will live their life and ask God to bless it. And there are others who will say, God, here's my life. Use it. Use it for your glory. In 2015, we proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And we talk about cultivating culture because we understood as a community or we were growing in our understanding that there needed to be a shift in, there needed to be a shift in our culture if we were genuinely going to embrace the vision. In 2016, we talked about making room for the master and getting out of the room. And for those of you who weren't around back then, and if you're here for the first time today, we love the fact you're here. What an exciting day to come to Heart Church. But, but I want to say that, that uh, we, we actually came here. We did an, a ridiculous thing, a crazy thing. We actually uh, got out of the room and we came here for a month. And uh, uh, you're like, who does that? I remember sharing it with a couple of people, a couple of other ministers, and I saw their eyes glaze over as I shared it because it's like, who does that? And, I, and yet I felt that that was what God was wanting us to do. And, um, and at that same time, we were talking about believing God uh, to, to do something bigger in us. As we got out of our, that tiny little room on, on uh, Talbot Street, that God would get us to see bigger, to think bigger. We talked about the possibilities of of a world-class media department. We talked about raising up world-class worship leaders and releasing songs and EPs. Uh, I want to say that since that time, we've released uh, altogether about 45 songs, 10 of them worship songs going out from this church. So that's people in the church actually releasing songs, which is absolutely 
uh, phenomenal. And a reminder that, you know, the things that we take for granted as church back in 2016, none of this existed. And we also talked about our purpose and our pulse, our pattern and our plan. In 2017, it was, behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. We had doors all around that room. Do you remember? Some of you. And, uh, and, uh, and um, I think Jess Raper put that together for us. And a uh, door that no one else was able to shut. And that was because it was a challenging year. We were believing for some things to line up uh, and for uh, sales to go through across the road in order that we could step into a new season. And because things were slower than we wanted, um, we had to delay Vision Sunday. Um, but then we, when we actually got here to KMC, we had Vision Sunday where we talked about the ABC of WOW, our paradigm. And, uh, and uh, we, we stepped into a new version of us. Last year was about stretching our tent curtains wide and driving our tent pegs deep. Well, we were certainly stretched. And, uh, and we were certainly making room for our growing family. We've got a, a little clip just to help us, as is our tradition to do, just uh, uh, on Vision Sunday to look about what happened over the last year. So let's turn our attention to the screen. We thank God for everything, everything that he's doing. So I share with you the kind of journey so far. And, um, and I say that because for me, this year, this year feels different. And, um, and I say that because um, last year uh, I had to deal with some personal challenges to do with fear of failure. When, when the weight of everything that needs to be done and, and the journey that is yet to be walked. When in Nehemiah they talked about that the, the strength of the workers was given out because of the rubble. Notice it wasn't the vision that was the vision to finish the city that was causing their, their strength. It was the rubble. And we had and have had plenty of rubble to deal with. And, and, and in many ways, for me personally, Honestly, it was, it was a really, really tough year in that I said over and over again, God, I don't think I'm enough. I don't think I'm enough. I don't think I'm enough. And, and the journey that the Lord uh, took me on was that uh, what was actually true from the start that I'm not enough. I'm actually not enough. I don't have what it takes. I never did. And though, so the journey over the last year, and I say that because you can't, we come to another Vision Sunday where some of the things that we've talked about in the natural, we're not closer to. And as leader, I find myself, obviously, I would hope, carrying uh, a huge sense of responsibility in regard to that. 
But a year like I've had presents also an opportunity. Because you come to a point of saying, do I really believe what I say I believe? I'm not talking about believing in God. I mean, yeah, please, Jesus, if, if that's... If we're struggling there, then we really are struggling. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. But do I really believe this? Do I really believe this? And, and so, you know, what, as I come to you today with 2020 vision. I just enjoyed that moment a little too much. But I am seeing more clearly. I've seen more clearly than I've seen before. I believe more than I believed before. And that's why I can come, not with a trendy scripture for the year, but to say it's not by might, nor by power. But by my spirit, says the Lord. It was never about me. It was never about you. It is about him. Is he going to use me and is he going to use you? Yes, he is. But it is through and by his spirit. And I come to you this year carrying a greater level of dependency than I ever, than I ever have. Our fruitfulness and effectiveness is directly linked to our connection to God. Some of this has clearly been on my heart for quite a while and it actually fed into um, a message that I felt um, God uh, speak to me about at the beginning of this year. Some of you will remember it. I spoke it at at the Albert Hall um, and, and, and I felt the Spirit of God say he wanted to include this today. It was, it was in John 15, and we re- I read it from the, the Passion uh, Translation, uh, where, where the Bible says this, that I am a true sprouting vine, and the farmer who tends the vine is my father. The farmer who tends the vine is my father. He cares for the branches connecting, connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. The words I have spoken over you have already cleansed you, so you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. I am the sprouting vine and you're my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. If a person is separated from me, he is discarded. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire to be burned. But if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, Then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. When your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify 
my Father. I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. If you keep my commands, you will live in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands. For I've continually lived, nourished, and empowered by His love. My purpose for telling you these things is so that the joy that I experience will fill your hearts with overflowing gladness. So this is my command. Love each other deeply as much as I have loved you. For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. You, you show that you are my intimate friends when you obey all that I command you. I have never called you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants. And servants don't always understand what the master is doing. But I call you my most intimate friends. For I reveal to you everything that I've heard from my father. You didn't choose me, but I've chosen and commissioned you to go into the world to bear fruit. And your fruit will last. Because whatever you ask of my father, for my sake, he will do it for you. So this is my parting command. Love one another deeply. Obviously, my plan today cannot be to, to preach. I've got some things to share with you uh, in that sense. But I want, I want you to take away these four thoughts because this, these form the framework of where we will position ourselves over this coming year. The first is connection to God and to His Spirit. Jesus wants us to understand that without Him, without His Spirit, we are powerless. It doesn't mean that we can't do some good things, but, but we will be powerless. He talks about being in life union in me, and I talk about being grafted in. It's, it's a, 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 a way um, that a, a, gardener, a gardener might take a, a branch and, and, and graft it into, into a, a stump. And that, that, that branch uh, will then uh, draw on the life source from, from the stump that has its roots in the ground. And um, for... for, for for a graft to take, so you imagine you've taken a, a branch from um, a, a vine over here and you graft it in to a vine over here. And the way you do it is you bind it in, you bind it in. And, and, and for that to take, there has to be absolute connection. There has to be absolute connection and then time. There has to be connection and then time. You, you can't rush that process. You have to, you have to allow, allow the process of time. And that is where we went to the word abide. We've got, ab got to abide. Abide in him. We've got to take time. There are some things that just take time. So we have to be grafted in so that, 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 that God, God, the life source of God will flow within us. Remember the... That Jesus said our fruitfulness comes from within. Fruitfulness flows from within. It is, it is to do, it's to do with a work of the Spirit in our lives. So first is connection with God. Second is connection to His Word. 
Jesus said very carefully, if you live in life union with me and if my words live powerfully within you. I can't overemphasize this. And in some ways, it's, it's the kind of stuff that we say over and over again. But I'm just believing, Holy Ghost, that you will help me in this moment that there would be a fresh understanding in the room, a revelation, if you like, that, 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 that we must, we must, we must engage with the Word of God. We must allow the Word of God to impact our lives because Jesus is saying there that that isn't just to do with quoting it or memorizing it. And I'm not knocking either. It's a good thing to quote it and it's a good thing to memorize it. Sometimes, in fact, those, both those are ingredients in the, in the journey to the Word of God being powerfully within us. And, and, and I want to say that, that, that whatever we do, and every, there's so much that I talk about is doing and, and outworking the promises of God. It is about getting our sleeves rolled up, but it has to be from this place. The Spirit of God at work in us. It has to be the Word of God doing something powerful with Inners. And, and the King James Version actually talks about the engrafted word. It's the word being grafted uh, into us is able to save our souls. It's, it's working. It's an understanding. It's an understanding that, that actually as, as people, um, we've got to live our lives according to God's design. And I want to say it like this, because I think that sometimes we lose things in familiarity of words. Many of us will say it often and we'll hear it often, Jesus is Lord. I want to change that. I'm not changing, don't worry, it's not going to be weird. But I just want to catch your attention with another word. Jesus is boss. That's what Lord means, actually. But some of us hear Lord and think something different. We're so familiar with the word. Jesus is boss. It means that if he is Lord of my life, not just my savior, I do life his way. I do what he says. And the way he speaks to me, first and foremostly, is through his word. Thirdly, so connection to God, connection to his word, connection to each other. I haven't got enough time today but that's why we've got a year to outwork the importance of this. The vine branches intertwine with one another. In fact, what I love about this version is it talks in talking about um, Father God, he cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches. In other words, there is this understanding that that. Um, the, the, the branches that are not connected, that are just left on their, lo- on their own, they are not fruitful. But a gardener will lift up the branch and make sure it is connected to the vine, actually intertwined with the other branches, because that is the way we bear fruit. I just don't think, I think this is profoundly simple but profoundly important. And, and uh, because we, we are, 
you know, and I, sometimes I'll read Instagram posts and hear stuff, and, and there's a little bit of, of attitude that comes out there was, you know, well, I, I don't need anybody. All I need is Jesus. And, and you know, like, I'm, I'm not getting my life mixed up with, with people who aren't celebrating me 24-7. Do you know what I mean? Well, in the real world, in the real world, it's not, it's not like that. And, and, and I, I cannot be a follower of Jesus and just live with me and Jesus. I want to remind us that Adam, Adam was in relationship with God. He was walking with God in the garden. Adam was reliant on everything from God. And God looked at him and said, it is not good for man to be alone. We have Adam in perfect relationship with God. And God looked at him and said, it is not good for man to be alone. In other words, you have got me and you've got all of me, but there is something lacking. I don't know about you, but I find that amazing. I find that amazing. So in other words, Jesus is not speaking lightly when he says that we have got to, we have got to break down the, the, um, the barriers in our lives. And we've got to allow Jesus to do something in us. And we have got to allow the barriers to be broken down between us. Because we are not just building church. We are building community. Family is foundational. And we, we are living in a world that desperately needs connection. And so I want, to, I want to encourage you. I'm excited in many ways that we're seeing over 300 people uh, in, in life groups. But there should be more than that. You see, not, not to do with um, just to make the numbers look good. See, this is... You know, this, you know oh, we just want it to look good for next Vision Sunday. You know, because unfortunately, I know there's no one here today, but sometimes people can be cynical. I don't know whether you've noticed that. It is nothing to do with that. It's to do with what helps us to be the best version of ourselves. We're not trying to... to um, to get you to do things you don't want to do. We want you to do them. And we want you to want to do them because we want your life to be blessed. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe for some of us, if life is so busy that you are finding it so difficult to, to work in some of these spiritual principles into your life and family, I want to suggest that life's too busy. Life's too busy if you are... Uh, not able to allow these spiritual principles to be brought into your life so that you can grow. Because prosperity is not just to do with money in the bank. I talked about it last week. What is the point of having thousands in the bank and your family's falling apart and your marriage is falling apart and you don't know where your kids are or what they're doing? What is the point of that? I am not knocking having money in the bank. I quite like it. 
I know you do too. But that is not, the, that is not having, having money in the bank and a great holiday once or twice a year is not the glue that will keep your family together. No matter how much money you spend. There are some principles that in our day and age, we've got the timeless principles of the gospel that are true. Yesterday, today, and forever. Be part of a life group. Be part of a serving team. We, we want to work on relationships with each other. And, and, and we want to work on, on connection. Listen, can I just say something even very simple? We, we have a connection time every week. I am shocked how when people read connection time on the screen, they, they actually read time to check my phone. It's okay if you're being quiet. I don't. That connection time means, this is my, you know, do, I always, do we always feel like it? Do you think, do you think that I'm so full of Jesus? That every single week I want to come and chat to everybody. Do you? If, if it's lovely, it's not true. It's not true. So, because sometimes talking to people is work. But it's right. And it's good work. And we should do it. Because we're not called to be dictated to by our feelings. Connection time is connection time. That's why some of us, we get it wrong because we think as long as I get to church and as long as, as, long as I get the word, then I'll, I'll be all right. I've ticked my God box and I can crack on with my life. You're completely misunderstanding what the gospel is and what Jesus is calling you to. But as part of that, you know, we, we thank God uh, for what God is doing um, with, with our women. But I think it's also time to gather the men. So we are, we're going to create opportunity this year to gather, to gather as men. They're going to advertise something for the women later. And um, is there any competition there? Absolutely. Game on. So um, we're going <laughs> to game on. And we are going to be gathering the men. Sorry, security, there's some trouble on the front row. We just need to deal with that. So we've got to work on our connection with one another. And fourthly, connection, connection with the world. Jesus said, you didn't choose me, but I've chosen you and commissioned you to go into the world to bear fruit. He's commissioned us to go into the world to bear fruit. We're not supposed to just bear fruit in church. We're supposed to be bearing fruit. And what fruit looks like is that God wants to bless you. He wants to bless you in your job. He wants to bless you in your classroom. He wants to bless you in your, in your uh, workplace, in your office. You know, whatever your chosen profession is, whatever God has called to you to, God wants you to be fruitful and blessed in that. But God wants us to connect with, with the world. In Genesis 49, 22, it speaks of Joseph. Joseph is a fruitful vine, a, a fruitful vine near a spring whose branches climb over the wall. We've got to climb over the wall of the church. We've got to climb over the wall and reach in, bring fruit, bring fruit to the world that so desperately needs it. We must constantly remind ourselves of the power of the invite. It's so, it's so simple and yet so powerful. And I think that we, we need to just kind of get over ourselves a little bit this area. You know, like, well, what if they say, you know, what if I invite them and they say no? 
Well, I want to say, well, what if they do? Not, not everybody you invite will come this week or next week. Sometimes it might take a few months or even a few years for someone. But, but, but someone, someone will come and, and find Jesus because you are invited. Can I just ask a simple thing? Just a simple thing right now. If you, no matter for how long, over how many years uh, you've been a Christian, if you, if you came to church for the first time because somebody invited you, I just ask you to stand to your feet. What, the rest had a visitation from God? I'm not going to ask anyone to do anything. I know the, I know the numbers uh, are more than that. If someone asks you to go to church or invited you to come along, all I'm going to ask you to do is just to stand because I'm just trying to prove a point how many of it. Okay, now some people are getting revelation. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, yeah, I remember now. <laughs> and the rest had angels come and visit them and say, thou must go to the church. The point that I want to make is, and I think I was making a bigger point, but it's fine, you stay seated. Um, uh, just look around you for a moment. How many people ended up in church because somebody said, hey, would you like to, would you like to go? Thanks, guys. You may, be, you may be seated. For, for, for most of us, evangelism is simply, hey, have you ever thought of going to church? I've, I've, I've got a great church you could come along to. You know, I'm not saying that everyone must come to this church. There's, there's loads of great churches in this city. But for some people, this is their church. This is where God wants them to be. And we need to give them an opportunity to come into the kingdom. Some will stay. Uh, this, this actually, uh, I've got a clip. It's, a, it's actually 10 minutes. I can't, we can't show all of it. But I just want to, this is happened a couple of weeks ago at our baptism. We had a phenomenal baptism service in our evening, in, in our evening service. And uh, uh, how many people got baptized then, uh, Lawrence? 17, was it? 14. 14. It was 17 in my head. Um, but uh, I think that uh, just, just have a little bit of an insight as to what we were uh, uh, exposed to. Just show, run that clip. I'm going to stop it, but just run some of it. I've always been, I'd say, a Christian, and I've been to a little village church with my grandma and granddad since I was about four. Um, but I never really understood who God was or what he did, but I always ended up going back to church. And then met Daryl six years ago, and about two years ago we went to a baptism at another church, and they told us about Heart Church in Nottingham. So I decided to come to Heart Church, and then two months after, managed to convince Daryl to come with me. And we've never looked back since. So I've not come from a religious background whatsoever. I've not, it's not something that's, but my family is not really that religious. So I've, in terms of church, it was something that was absolutely brand new to, to me. Um, I think we got the kids blessed November 2018. Yeah. Um, and that was my first encounter with Heart Church and I, I sort of it, it, it teased me a little bit I was thinking oh, should I come back and I was on an R and then I came to the, my second service and I, I, I couldn't tell you what it was about to be honest with you but the, something that Pastor Malcolm was preaching about and it absolutely just resonated with me and I, I just thought yeah, you know this responded, is yeah I, I responded 
You've always had faith. Yeah. But we never give them enough time. And I started going football <laughs> with the lads from Monday Night Football. And I'd recognise Ruth. I recognised at that point Ruth was struggling as well before I started going there. But going to Monday Night Football, I could see something in these guys. Something I'd not seen before. It was like, what have these guys got that I don't have? I'm missing out on something. And I was like, for the first time ever, I was like, you know, let's go to this church. It's called Heart Church. <laughs> let's do it. Literally, from the moment we got here, it's like... You just felt like we were home. Life before I met Jesus was I had a real problem with abandonment and struggled to connect with people and didn't trust anybody. Life, life before Jesus was pretty grim, if I'm honest. Um, for me, I've not ever come from a church. My family weren't um, religious in any way, shape or form. Um, so for me, it was... I, like Jade, had a, a very difficult upbringing, um, quite a fractured relationship with my mum, um, and just really didn't really know what direction I was I was going in. As soon as I can remember my first, the first time that I came to Heart Church, I can remember my tears streaming down my face. Don't know why, I was just crying. Um, and I went with my grandma, actually. My grandma came with me. I can remember just crying, and I had no reason why, and then my grandma was like, that was the Holy Spirit. So I'd say, Amazing. It's amazing. I'm going to ask you to cut it off there. But come on, give the Lord a, a clap offering. How amazing is that? They were our testimony videos before. And just so exciting to see those guys uh, going through the waters, the waters of baptism. And, uh, and that's, why, that's why I want to say I, I love the, the different routes that people came into church. Some, some, were, some, some per, person's uh, one person's invite to church was Monday night football. Right, right. Or, or, or another one was baby blessing. You understand? These are all pathways that people get introduced. Sometimes all we've got to do is get them in the room and they go, oh my gosh, I wasn't expecting this. And who knows? God begins to work in their life. That's why I want to encourage us to keep inviting people. And I want you to agree with me. I want it to be our vision. I want us to agree that we, that we will double our amount of baptisms this year. Why, why can't we just believe to double our amount of baptisms this year? At least that. At least that. We thank God for people coming to the Lord and making decisions, but to double, double our amount of baptisms this year year that's why we want to reach that's why we want to reach our city that's why we want to reach 10 cities north because because we believe in the power of the gospel that's why I say that's why I say that maybe we're talking to people who aren't just living their lives and asking God to bless it we're talking to people who are saying you know what God here's my life do what you want with it that's what my wife and I did uh, 35 years ago uh, over 35 years ago we made the decision that the life we wanted to live was for the Lord. And that is actually the only way a vision for 10 cities is going to come to pass. And, and, and understand me, I'm not even talking about churches now. I'm talking, I'm talking about that we become a move of God. Church is the way that God will outwork that, but that we become a move of God. People passionate 
about God, people touched by God, people whose lives are impacted by God, people who, who are disqualified being qualified by, by the Lord. That, that is what the ABC of WOW is all about. It's people the world, people who have been disqualified, disqualified by life, disqualified by others, disqualified by themselves. But God is the God who qualifies the disqualified. He gives them, he gives them. And that's why we talk broken people being mended, restored people going to broken cities and bringing restoration. And I, I want to say, you know, there, there is, there's lots of reasons why why we can, we can uh, uh, be challenged in regard to some of the things that we're facing. But, uh, you know, I made a decision this year because we've got a few things on. We've got a few things on. I preached, I preached a message about, about getting our feet wet. Um, and, 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 and I talked about earlier this year, and I talked about uh, when the, the priest came and, and stepped into the river, and, and the river was in flood. What, what, what you wouldn't understand is that when you've, because it was harvest time and the river was in flood, this was not a great time to be trying to cross a river. You've got old people. You've got babies. You've got children. You've got livestock. You've got, how are you going to get the community of Israel across a river that is in flood? But they got their feet wet. They trusted God and God opened a way. And that's why. That's why. So I, I, I decided this year. We're just going to make a step. So this year, just a little step. Our, our uh, most southerly city of our cities of the north is Stoke-on-Trent. It's a drive away. Well, what would it look like for us to go and take a recce in Stoke-on-Trent? Step across the border. Just get our feet wet. I don't know. Go and hire a cafe or just go and hire a room somewhere. And, and just take something. Let's just make a start. The truth is, if we want to do, if we want to do church in the way we want to do it, every campus we've talked about is probably going to cost about 80 grand. That is the truth of it. But I'm not looking for 80 grand right now. I'm just looking to make a start. Let's just go and make a start. Let's just see. Let's just see if anyone's interested. Let's just see what the Lord will do if we step out and get our feet wet. This is the branches going over the war. We're also looking, listen, I've talked about in times past about live streaming our, uh, our services because that is our branches going over the wall. Well, we're, honestly, right now, we're not at the stage where we can live stream our whole services. We do a great job with our podcast, but, but we are at the stage where we can live stream the message. So that's what we're doing. We're doing, we can't do everything, but we can do something. So we're going to start there. We're going to live stream our message. That is going to, we've got the technology in place that is going to enable us to do that. So that, may, that means that live each week, people can engage with the word that is preached here. This is so we can keep focusing on reaching out and extending our borders. By your spirit, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. Lord, this year, as a community, we're going to focus on the Holy Spirit. Who is He? We're going to look at the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're going to, we're going to um, focus on the gifts of the Spirit. We're going to focus on the fruit of the Spirit. 
we're gonna we're gonna believe God that he's 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 gonna he's gonna do something new in us so we're not we're not just going through the motions of church but but the life of God is pulsating through us we're gonna run some we're gonna run some pop-up evenings what do you mean by pop-up evenings I don't know I've just got this crazy idea that I'm gonna give you a couple of weeks notice and then at, at Talbot Street at the city site we'll um uh, we're gonna just run some evenings, maybe a prophetic evening, maybe a worship evening, maybe a, an evening where we just sit in the presence of God and we just see, see what he, he does. So we'll give, you, we'll give you a couple of weeks notice and then whoever comes, comes. But we're just going to choose opportunities to engage with God and see what he might do. Ephesians 4 verse 2 to 3 says this, he says, with tender humility and quiet patience, Always demonstrate gentleness and generous love to one another. I love this, especially towards those who may try your patience. <laughs> like, it's not as well as, it's like especially. Wow. Be faithful to God, the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you in the bonds of peace. See, I, I believe, I believe it's a crazy thought, but I believe that God wants to do something among us. He wants to give us a small church feel in a big church. See, a lot of people will move on from big church because they're looking for a small church feel. But actually, you don't have to go to a small church. You go to, we, we go to a big church, but we, we, we have a small church feel to it. Why? Because that's the Spirit of God bringing together relationships within that. Because together, in, in larger numbers, we can make a bigger and greater impact. Uh, on a, let me tell you something. This nation needs some big churches. I'm not talking every church. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking every church. But we need to show the world that Jesus is alive. And I believe that there are some crowds that need to gather that are not just at football games and concerts. I believe that we need to see the body of Christ gathered, raising up, saying, hey, we're also here. And Jesus is working through us and making us a difference. And I don't believe that we've got to sacrifice family in order to do that. We can create family in here. So no matter how big we get, family will always be foundational. In fact, you'll find it easier to make relationships here in Jesus' name. Thank you for that one clap in the, uh, the bleachers. I appreciate that. My time's gone, but I want to say that I believe in this church and I believe in what God has asked us to do. I'm more confident than ever before that I can't, but He can. I don't care. I don't care. It would be easy. I could, I, could, I could keep you here for another couple of hours. Don't worry, I'm not. Talking to you about how challenging and difficult it is. Because 
it has been challenging and it has been difficult. But I want you to know that that pales into insignificance in regard to the extraordinary privilege that we have to outwork God's vision and God's plan. God is about a great work. He wants to bless this church. He wants to bless this city. And He wants to bless this nation. And He wants us to be part of what He is doing. God bless you and thank you for listening. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.